Yo, what's up, dudes? It's your boy Chris. This week, I have an episode with Danny Tran. You can find his personal website at danny2tran.com. That's spelled Z A N N Y T U T R A N.com. Danny is a 25 year old serial entrepreneur with multiple six figure businesses under his belt. Damn, that's pretty cool. We talk about his first venture into business with his watch brand that he launched on Kickstarter that turned out to be pretty good until he got sued and lost all his money. We talk about his low point in life, and then we talk about how he transitioned that into his marketing agency, High Stoke Media, which he runs now. I loved getting to know Danny. I love meeting other hustling entrepreneurs that are taking action out there. I think his Kickstarter watch story is a great example of the people I love to meet, people who have no idea what they're doing, but just go out there and try to make shit happen. I love that. After his story, we talk a lot about mindset and books that have changed his life. I actually ended up buying the book after his recommendation, and I try to implement that into my life right now. Anyways, I think you guys will really like this episode. If you don't know yet, I have a Facebook group, Badass Asian Dudes. There's tons of great discussions going on in there. So if you want to meet other like-minded people trying to improve themselves, whether it's your health, wealth, business, career, anything. Also, don't forget to share and subscribe. Leave a five-star review if you really like the show because it helps other people find the show as well. So thanks again, guys. Let's get right into the show. Bro, what's going on? Dude, doing well. I love the background. Danny, first of all, I'm really, really glad to meet you, man. You're into e-commerce, entrepreneurship, internet marketing, that kind of thing. And I'm also super into that personal development. And I feel like we would vibe really well. So I'm so happy that I met you through this Facebook group, man. 100%. And I know you're based in Korea. I was just there earlier, the end of towards the last year. Are you ever in the Bay Area at all? No, I'm not in the Bay Area, but I have a place in L.A., LA. So I travel back and forth from LA and Seoul quite a bit. Yeah. So if you're ever in California, man, I would love to meet up. It seems like you're killing it. You have a great history of just reading all the things that you've done before in the past. So I would love to meet up, man. Just I, I just love meeting other Asian entrepreneurs killing it in this space. 100%, so man. when I saw I your it. post, I joined your group. That's kind of like one of my missions right now too. One of my objectives with like, like coaching and just kind of cultivating community. So it's just super awesome to see other guys out there doing it. Yeah, for sure. So you talking about cultivating a community, I feel like that's so important. Just the people that you're around, the people that you can learn from, the people that you can share experiences with. I've learned so much through these type of communities, not just Facebook, but also other ones as well. And yeah, I I think that that's like one of the most important things for growing yourself. And I know that you have one as well for digital marketing. So that's awesome, dude. 100%, man. 100%. Dope, bro. Dope. Okay. So I'm really excited to have you on, share your story. How did you become a serial entrepreneur? When I go on your Instagram, it looks like you travel a lot. It looks like you have a dope life. So what's going on? What's your story? Sweet, man. I I always struggle with this because I never know how far back to go. Uh, I just want to preface this. like I had the most typical Asian upbringing in the world. First of all, how old are you? I'm, t- I'm turning 26. Okay. How about you? How about yourself? I'm 32. 32? Oh, it's awesome, man. I got, I got six years to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, I had the most Asian upbringing, right? Like, my parents want to be, like, the typical typical doctor, lawyer, 
or get a degree in business. And so that's yeah. basically what I did. I got a degree in business. I went to San Jose State University, did the typical things I was supposed in life. And being from Silicon Valley, I was like, okay, I have to go in the whole high tech startup field. So I started my career in financial technology. All right. And people are like, how did you end up from financial technology to what you're doing now? So we built things like, um, have you ever seen those electronic credit cards where you can hold multiple cards in one? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, seen like, that. There's like coins. Those, like those are pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So I was the marketing guy for that company. I would say that's where I first had my first sense of like real marketing because my role there was performance marketing. So at a really young age, I was really like metric driven really understanding like customer acquisition costs, um, different channels, how many touch points does it take a consumer to buy? You know, if I put in $1 here, I can get three out of this channel. So becoming really, really metric driven. And I love the job, right? I was like, this is like printing money. So learning ads. And then that was my job. I love the gig, but I hated the job. That was my nine to five. So every day, man, I'm not sure if you've been to the Bay Area, but it's literally driving two hours one way for traffic for like 10 miles. Oh, damn. So, I mean, I'm just, no, you're, you have a place in LA. I'm pretty sure it's worse. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got, we got some bad traffic. Yeah, so just doing the same thing every day for about two years. Like, I love the gig. I was learning so much, but I just hated the nine to five grind, right? I was like, I'm so passionate about marketing, but I'm not really passionate about the product. And so I was just grinding it out. And literally, and and. In parallel with this, every day, I'm just kind of like, okay, how do I make money online? Like, I see people on Instagram just traveling full time. I probably saw one of your posts. I'm like, this guy's living the life or something. (laughs) So I'm like, how how are people traveling full time and making money online? So every day, I'm just Googling how to make money online, how to make money online, how to travel. That's like me too. I think that was like me too, where I was just trying to Google how to make money online. I think I was on all different kinds of like forums. Like, do you know like the Warrior Forum or like Fastlane Forum? I'm not familiar with those. Have you heard of those? Okay. Well, also on Reddit too. Reddit, the entrepreneur subreddit. I think I was on there all the time. I would love reading like stories about like people like making money. And I was like always trying to figure out how do these people make money online? (laughs) Yeah. So I was just so curious and I would just kind of do my research, but nothing really happened because I was still working my full-time job. And this is one of those jobs where, I worked outside of work, right? I had to bring my work home with me. And so it was really more like 12 to 14 hour days. It absolutely sucked. And then one day, literally out of the blue, man, I shit you not, the CEO comes in and he's like, everybody, we have a really important meeting. And we're just like, okay, this is pretty tense. This has never happened before. He's never called everyone like this. It's usually pretty formal. Like, okay, we're going to set a time. We're all going to come in. But he's like, everyone, we got to get in the meeting room now. So we're just all sitting around. And he literally goes, guys, I don't know how to tell you this, but we have no more money. And you guys are out of jobs tomorrow. And we're just like, no oh, way. shit. Right? So um, no long way. story That's short. Crazy. Yeah, long story short, they're about to raise their Series B funding. And um, one of the lead investors pulled out. And they were banking on that next round of funding to support all of us because they ran out of runway. They had no more money. So we basically got let go overnight. Uh, it was a pretty shitty situation. People were crying because there were like parents there, people who owed, had mortgages and whatnot. And so I was young, right? I was like, okay, this is cool. This is the like that light I needed to finally yeah. go out and dive into. How my- old were you, by the way? Was this like your first job right after college? Yeah, yeah, it was my first job. So this was like 22. So I graduated a year late because I wanted to study abroad. We'll touch on that later, but that's how I fell in love with traveling. Yeah, and so at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this opportunity to dive into what I've been doing all this research on, right? How to make money online. So I tried everything. I was in like an MLM. <laughs> I did like a weird pyramid scheme, dropshipping, crowdfunding, uh, e-commerce, 
affiliate marketing, like everything. You I think need. you got to try a bunch of different things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like, feel like you try it and then you also learn like so many different kinds of strategies and tactics. I feel like that's really important. Yeah, and I, and I think at the beginning, you don't really know what you're doing for either. Sure, I, I for was sure, like missing tiny object syndrome. Like I still am to this day, but it was a lot worse back then. But yeah, to like nine out of 10 different things, all of them completely failed until uh, my first e-commerce brand, um, which was a watch company, by the way, and we targeted travelers. Uh, we were able to scale that past six figures in like seven, eight months. It was all due to crowdfunding. So we were on Kickstarter and whatnot, Indiegogo, all crowdfunded. So that was our first, I had a business partner. So that was our first sign of like online success where we're like, oh shit, like this online making money thing is, is real. And so okay, like, okay. first we got to dive deeper into this. So the, this watch brand, like how did you guys even choose the watch niche? how did you guys find that you guys wanted to target travelers? Yeah. Let's yeah. So um, are you familiar with watches? There's like cheap brands like Daniel Wellington, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Daniel so there Wellington. were like, there were like the cheap brands like Daniel Wellington, which cost like three bucks from China to make. And there was like, there were like the really high end watches that cost like three, four, $500 with higher quality. So we wanted to be that middleman right? The ones that not only that can be at a, at affordable price, but also have very high parts like from imported from Sweden and Italy. And so our watches were priced right around like 170. So we're like, okay, we have this product. Now, how do we blow this up? How do we build a brand around it? So we thought like the, the concept of time and travel was really hand in hand. So we basically just went ham on influencer marketing. We've shipped like 200 free watches out to like mid-tier influencers, who just loved posting free shit. Like, oh, like I'm an influencer now, right? The ones with like 10,000 followers on Instagram. And that literally just blew up the brand. So we saw this small gap in the market. This was like three years ago. It's so saturated now. So that's really how it came to be. Okay, so that was your first e-commerce though, watch brand? Yeah, that was the first, uh, that was a watch brand. So we got like, we crowdfunded like over $100,000 first run. And then, um, yeah, we, it was going great for a while. Then... We get into legal trouble with one of the largest corporations in the U.S. because of trademark issues. They basically, I can't say who it is, but long story short, we had a state trademark under watches. They had a federal trademark under jewelry. So watches fall under jewelry and state loses to federal. So <laughs> we basically lost everything. We had to, like, we had to scrap everything, um, all the inventory. Did you guys have to lose all your profits? Did you guys have to give back yeah, your profits? absolutely. No so we had, a, we had a bunch of inventory we already created and we couldn't change it because it was already done. So we had to change the name and everything. Damn, Long story crazy. short, you do, as like a new college graduate, I was pretty depressed, right? Just seeing, I just made six figures and it just gets taken away in front of you. Okay, but Danny, I feel like there's a lot of good lessons in there. Like, how did you guys even raise a hundred K on Kickstarter? Like, you yeah, don't just put something random on Kickstarter and then pray that people will give you money. There's a lot of marketing and yeah. a lot of thought that goes into getting to that hundred K. So um, even that. that, like, let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So we were broke college kids, right? Um, it was all bootstrapping, all guerrilla marketing. So just finding very, very scrappy ways to do to really get the word out. So I love it. No, no, we did everything, man. Like we did, we were just, we were new to marketing. Like I didn't have any sort of like knowledge that I do today. So we did everything from literally print flyers and stick it on cars at our college. We also joined Facebook groups that were set, like jewelry Facebook groups. And we hired people on Fiverr for about $3 an hour to go into Facebook groups. We also scraped a lot of school directories. So we had the emails of like fraternities and sororities and all these like 
campuses. So we, so we just had a huge email list that we scraped and just blasted out the message. So Bro, just, I love it. I dude, love like, it. That's, it was just like, that's the hustle. It was just like being super scrappy and, you know, with the objective, how do I get as much word out as possible without spending any money? And so where did yeah. you even learn all this? Like, were you a part of other like entrepreneur, like communities or like, no, all, not, like, no, not at that time, man. So the right there, like we were just kind of figuring out as we went and that's kind of the best thing about Damn. this entrepreneurial journey, right? Like you Damn. don't really know what the fuck you're doing until you're doing it. And then you learn the lessons along the way you make you them. Know for me, I'm all about courses, you know? So like, yeah. I would try to think like, okay, this is what, this is how I want to make money. And I would go on online. I would go on Google and search like e-commerce, like course, yeah. or Facebook marketing course. So like, I was always kind of searching for like those courses that would give me that step by step. So when I hear like your story about how like you don't even do that and uh-huh. you just do all these like tactics and just see what sticks down that's that's yeah so i mean that was the beginning now i invest into courses and mentorship because i have the cash flow but back then we were just again broke college kids we i would i would have loved to invest in a course but we just didn't have the means so we was just trying all these tactics learning as much as we can from free youtube videos and just doing one thing at a time and seeing what sticks and keeping that so i love it dude i love it at that point like i was pretty broke uh, with the whole legal issue i was depressed um that was kind of my rock bottom like i had like a gambling problem i had a drug problem i had an alcohol problem so that was a very like dark moment in my life Damn. um yeah i had like i posted this about the other day um i had like 14 dollars left in my bank account at one point like oh, that, shit. that was it and oh, i was just shit. yeah and i literally before that happened i took a trip to korea actually by myself to go soul searching literally soul searching <laughs> like i so i went to seoul i went to busan i went to jeju hit me up the next time you're here dude yeah i just needed to clear my head right like i was just drinking so much um, i was just gambling so much i did like a lot of penny stocks so that was just a very very dark moment of my life and just what when i came back from korea that went on a little bit longer and just one day i remember just being a piece of human trash in my bed not doing anything just laying around someone reaches out to me it was like hey were you the guy who ran ads for that watch brand? And I was like, um, yeah, so I'm actually one of the founders. And yeah, I was the one that was responsible for the marketing. They were like, oh, cool. We saw how successful you guys are. Our company is actually looking for someone to run ads for us. You don't have to come into work. You can work on your own time. And we just basically need someone to run and manage the ads on a daily basis. We don't need a CMO type position, just someone to run ads. And so that really opened my eyes to the whole digital work freelancer agency space i'm like oh shit like this is kind of like a need a lot of businesses e-com businesses local businesses they have these marketing strategists as like cmos but none of them really knew how to get tactical down and dirty with ads right they, they didn't really understand conversions they didn't understand roas they didn't understand these small things um they were just like okay we have a budget we should do this and this should be the output but they didn't again know what to do tactically with the campaigns and so Got my first client there. From there, it was just referrals on referrals and referrals. And I was like, man, like yeah. this, this is being, this is something that's good. So that's I started awesome. with e-com businesses. So I had an agency, which was, it's called High Stoke Media, by the way. So uh, that's still running today. Uh, High Stoke Media. So we started with a bunch of e-com businesses. A recent win, actually. One of our clients just gone to Shark Tank, which I thought that was oh, shit. Cool. Yeah, they got to deal with Has Kevin. Has the episode aired? Yeah, it just aired like maybe a month what, ago. What was the product? Uh, it's called Toy Box. So it's a 3D printer for kids. So there's an app where you can just draw whatever you want or select through the library, like a Lego, Batman, whatever it is, and it'll just print. Damn. So 3D printer geared towards kids. Yeah, man, check it out. It's a pretty cool product. And so 
Yeah, it started with a lot of e-com brands. And then eventually I uh, niched down to local businesses just because I felt like as an agency, when you work with e-com brands, there's a lot that goes behind a campaign besides running a campaign, the strategy, this branding, there's content, there's all these variables. And it was just so much work. I couldn't find a way to scale, especially me being the only person in the business. So niche down to local businesses, works with everyone from like gyms to chiropractors to med spas to uh, we yoga. Have, we have a lot to unpack here. So these local businesses. So you want to get into local businesses. And no. what do you do? How do you even start finding these local businesses? Are they local businesses like in your town? So they're in San Jose? So when I say local businesses, I mean any business with a physical location with the need to bring in more physical customers, right? So um, my one criteria for everyone that wants to start a digital marketing agency, find businesses that are already spending money on marketing, especially bad marketing. Because number one, they understand the importance of marketing. They understand the value of it. And you know, they have a need for it. It's just they're spending it wrong. So it's really easy for you to come in and convince them to just reallocate whatever they're spending on, print, radio, TV, whatever it is, onto you instead. It's like the ding moment in my head. Yeah, and I think that, you know, like as a business owner, I've definitely used agencies and then I sometimes I'm not happy with the agency. And if someone reaches out to me, and like says like, hey, I have this service and I think, and I'm at that time I'm thinking like, oh, actually I don't really like the service that I'm using right now. Yeah. Like, there is a much higher chance that I will go with that agency. Yeah. So I think that's 100%. so true. Find people that are already paying for that kind of service. Absolutely. And then um, another piece of advice I would have is figure out their problems, right? I think too many people are coming into these businesses and just pitching a generic service. Like, oh, hey, I do social media marketing. Hey, I built you a new website but you don't even know if that business needs that sort of service. So how our approach is we come in, we're like a doctor, we figure out their problems, where they are now to where they want to be. And we basically just position our solution as the thing that bridges them from point A to point B, right? And it just becomes a very, very easy sell from then on. How do you find your customers? <laughs> so that, so right now it's all referral-based, which is awesome. So we, don't, we haven't spent a single dollar in advertising Damn. since we so you are it, lucky, dude. It is all referral based. Um, so we found people on like Groupon, Yelp, Google Ads, anywhere that like like these channels where they're getting like really shitty customers. We know for a fact that they're struggling. So um, we usually reach out to people on these platforms. Um, but now, man, it's been all referral based, which has been awesome. Dude, that's that's really awesome. And what are you doing for these customers? You're doing like social media marketing for them, content marketing. What are you doing for them? Generating leads specifically. So bringing them more leads. Um, the thing I always say is like, you want to sell a service that brings direct measurable results. So when a customer asks me, they want like a new website, they want content. I always ask them, well, is a, new, a better website going to bring you more money? Is posting more content on social media going to bring you more money? Usually the answer is no. So that's why we say we're actually going to bring you direct customers to your door. So we basically build out a whole campaign that includes like Facebook ads, uh, landing pages, email marketing, text message marketing, all that good stuff. So you do this with a partner or you do this by yourself? I've done this by myself for like the past year and a half. So right now I'm in the process of hiring out a team. So um, yeah, really excited for that. But in the past, we've we've done some outsourcing. We worked with some like white label fulfillment agencies where we get the client and then we send the client to them and then they fulfill the service. So we've done that. Um, But right now I really want to focus on getting an in-house team just so we can like manage the quality better and just build better campaigns. For sure. I feel like if you do the white label, it's harder to control the quality. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> for sure. Do you run your own ads for your mannequin business or do you? No, I don't. I have an agency. Oh, word. Love it. But when I first started, I did run my ads. But at the time, so I started seven years ago, it was a different game. Ads were so much cheaper back uh-huh. then. And so like it was fine just me running the ads. But now I have an agency doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cool. Also, I don't, I, I don't want to focus on that kind of thing. For me, my dream was that four-hour work week, yeah. passive income. So I whatever tasks in my business, like I want to like outsource out or train my employees to do it uh-huh. for me. Yeah, you want to be working on your business, not in it. And that's something exactly. that I like. Exactly. Yeah, because I was in this whole solopreneur trap for the longest time, man. It, it drains you. Like I've experienced burnout multiple times throughout this whole journey. And yeah, I, I think right now my main objective is to get that in-house team. How's that going? It's doing good. So interviewing a few people. Do you know a company named called FreeUp? Free up. So yeah, so we're working with them to get some assistance on the team. And so, yeah, man, I'll keep you updated how the next few months go. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely in the works. No, I think that's really important. Building out a team, having the right people on your team that you can trust. I think that's so huge. And I think that was one of like the biggest turning points of my business was when I hired my first employee yeah. and trained that employee and then also had my systems and processes down to the T. Yeah. So that this employee could just do everything. And so just taking myself out of the business, I think that really helped me grow my business because then I could think about more higher level stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the ideally where I want to get to by the end of this year, you know, completely removing myself from the agency. Um, but yeah, back to the whole story. So in parallel with that, after I ran my agency for a little bit, I was traveling around the world a lot. I went to like Iceland. I went to all around Europe. I went all around Asia, traveled with my girlfriend, my my friends. And I did a lot of solo trips, like domestically. And all of a sudden, people were just like, Danny, like, how are you traveling so much? Like, don't you work? And from there, people started asking me like what I was doing. I realized that it was such like a valuable skill set that I could teach anybody from the ground up. And so from there, I was like, okay, maybe I should start some sort of like coaching program, sort of info product. And so that's how, I'm not sure if you've seen it, Client Takeover came to be. So Tell me I- more about Client Takeover. Yeah, dude. Just like the like agency it. blueprint that teaches you how to start your own digital marketing agency from the ground up. And the guaranteed result is you will have the potential to reach $10,000 in 90 days. So oh, I need to sign up. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll drop the link below, but um, sign up. we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So teach you to do everything from how to acquire clients. Because at the end of the day, if you, you don't, if you know, it doesn't matter how well you are at Facebook ads. It doesn't matter if you build the best campaigns. If you can't land clients, it's, it's nothing, right? So it teaches you everything you need to know on how to land clients and then how to build winning campaigns to keep them long-term. So yeah. that started earlier in December, actually like October, we had like a small beta group. And so December and right now it's June. And as of this morning, we have like 220 something members across seven countries, which has been amazing, man. Dude, that's Um, dope. And you know, I feel like even if you don't have any marketing background or anything like that, digital marketing is something that you can learn. You know, Absolutely. and then there's also like what you said, these local businesses, like some of these local businesses, like the owners of these local businesses, they're old. Yeah. You know? Like they didn't grow up in like the computer age that we did. 
So I feel like we can learn like digital marketing and then you could sell that kind of service to some of these local businesses. Yeah. And it, literally anyone can do it. And I don't mean to sound like, like a salesy thing, like go buy my program. Like literally anyone can do it. We've had people come in starting at ground zero who do nothing about business sales or marketing and they landed their first client in like two weeks. Right. Sure. It's, uh, I, I think it's a very teachable skill. And like you mentioned, most local businesses, the average age, I uh, forgot there was a study somewhere, the average age of like a local business owner is like 50 something. Right. And people are always afraid, like, well, can't they learn it themselves? Number one, they don't have the time. And, you know, they're not very technically savvy. They're not going to go on a computer exactly. and go yes. into an ad manager and learn how to run Facebook ads. Right. Like to us, like we breathe it. It's so simple, but it's such a valuable skill set that every business owner is going to need because every business needs more revenue, more customers, more sales. And it's just literally a service that's going to keep them alive for the long term. So that's why it's been so valuable for the agency. And yeah. And I also think that digital marketing, that's a valuable skill. Yeah. Know, that can be transferred to something else. Like if you want to do like an e-commerce store later on, digital marketing is yeah. so important. Maybe the most important thing. Yeah. So like if you don't want to, you can learn the skill set. If you don't want to learn it, you don't want to go the agency route. You can always go out and open up your own boba store and you have the skill sets needed to understand why people buy and how to bring people in. So oh, I think, sure. I think like any entrepreneur in the world, like sales is number one. I would have to say that sales number one, you got to learn how to sell your own products. And number two, you got to learn how to market it, right? At the end of the day, if no one knows about it and you can't get people excited about your product, no one's going to buy it. So digital marketing, it's like, that's the main reason why I got into it too. I didn't, I felt like I couldn't stay in one single industry, whether that's like finance, whatever it is. But I felt like if I understood the principles of digital marketing and understand why people buy and how to make them buy, then I could be successful in any business in any industry. So that's why digital marketing just stuck to me for the longest time. No, I think that's so important, especially yeah. in this day and age. Everyone is on their computers. Everyone uses the internet. Everyone uses their phones. So like whatever you want to sell, if you want to have a business, you got to know digital marketing. 100%. So also I saw on your Instagram stories, like I guess, do you have like a mastermind group over there in San Jose, like with other entrepreneurs? So one thing um, I love is just to be surrounded by like-minded people. And I think that doing that has literally changed the trajectory of my life in the past two years, just surrounding myself with people in person, like, like us digital marketers, like meeting online is cool. You're right. We, we, we get excited. We get motivated. We get hype. And then once we're off, it's like, okay, the hype is kind of gone. So I realized that in the Bay area, there's not a lot of digital marketers either. So I started to build a community called the digital entrepreneur community which is my Facebook group. Um, we just, I think we hit like 3,300 people this morning. So um, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, digitalentrepreneurcommunity.com. Uh, yes, yeah, so I guess I wanted to build a community where we can not only share tips, resources, strategies, um, but one where we can actually host meetups where we can meet each other. Because I think with the whole entrepreneur community, it's so digital. And I just think meeting people in person, masterminding, picking each other's brains, shaking hands, like it goes a super long way. And Dude, so, so important, so yeah. huge for sure. Just everyone like teaching each other stuff. Like you can ask questions. Like some people have gone through that same issue before they know exactly what to do. Like for me, going back to when I first hired my employee, I had no idea what I was supposed <laughs> to do. I had never hired anyone before, you know? Yeah. And so this one dude in my group, he was just like, okay, go to upwork.com, put up a <laughs> posting there. I had no idea what Upwork was exactly like just giving me the step by step. 
dude, just I feel like being around people that are also hustling that are yeah. kind of in the same industry as you is so important. Yeah. And like one of the objectives I like to have at Masterminds is um, I usually start in a circle. It's like um, everyone tell us your name and like, what's that one challenge or one problem that you're having in your business? Or what's that one thing that's going to move the needle for your business? Because usually these are the questions that nobody asks, especially online, right? You're always struggling. Like, how do I scale? How do I grow? Like no one really asks that. And just being in a circle with other like-minded people who are crushing the game and asking questions like that and getting input directly right then and there, like it's a game changer. So um, I think I want to host a lot more like meetup events as well as like official masterminds for other speakers. Um, yeah, so that's definitely in the pipeline of the future. Yeah, man. So actually, I think it's going to be in September, October. I'm going to host like my first official one in Las Vegas. So we'd love for you to come out, brother. Dude, that sounds cool. Also post yeah. that in the group. And also, I think that those kind of events, they motivate the hell out of me. Yeah. So just like oftentimes, like as a digital nomad, I'm just by myself. But when I go to these events and I see other people like working on their business, I'm like, dude, I need to step up my game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I was like, I was barely making like 10k one point. I, was, I thought I was on top of the world. Like, oh, yeah, I'm like a six figure boss now, you know. And then I go to a mastermind. This guy's like, yeah, I'm so struggling. I'm, I'm at like 70k and I'm struggling to get to 100k a month. I'm like, oh, shit, this is like the setting I need to be in right now. So yeah, plays a huge part in you know, how you think and just you know, it just most motivates the crap out of you. For sure. So I try to go to at least two conferences a year. After I go to the conference, I feel like this like turbo boost of yeah. like motivation. Yeah. And then like, and then it goes away for a little bit, you know, like I have the lull. I'm trying to combat that by like having like a daily routine of like working every day, but you know, it comes. And then once I go to like these events or meet other entrepreneurs, I feel like that turbo boost of like stepping up. Got it. What's the last event you went to? Have you ever heard of Dynamite Circle? Dynamite Circle, I have not. So Dynamite Circle is a group of like digital nomads. They have a conference every year in Bangkok. Uh-huh. So that was the last one I went to. Oh, sweet. Dynam- that's, Dynamite. That's, yeah, Dynamite Circle. That's a really good group. Hustling entrepreneurs that are location independent that can just travel everywhere. Love it, love it, man. So you know what I think it is? So I feel like your, what, what's your group called again? Digital entrepreneur community. Digital entrepreneur community. I feel like that could be like the younger generation. And uh-huh. I feel like Dynamite Circle is like kind of like the OGs. Like they started like a long time ago because like the people in there are a lot older, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and then I feel like your group is maybe like the younger side. Got it. And are the guys in there, are the guys in there like crushing in it right now? Yeah. There's a lot of people that crush it. And what I think is really good about it is you have to pay to join the community. Mm. and so if you end up paying you're more invested in it 100 percent. yeah because people pay to get in like they're more invested in it they the community is a lot tighter and so i like that about dynamite circle no 100 percent. and i think too many people try to absorb so much free content out there and you know when you absorb content you think you're grinding and hustling and learning but you could also get shiny object syndrome and just trying to absorb so much content out there and I put out a lot of free content, a lot of value. And I, re- I realized the people that only absorb that never really get anywhere because anywhere, they're not holding themselves accountable, right? So when they're investing into a thing like a course, a mentorship, a coaching program, a mastermind, whatever it is, they're like, okay, I just spent like a thousand, two thousand, five thousand dollars $5,000. Now they're like, oh shit, this is serious. I need to make my money's worth. So 100% on that. And also just one thing about courses, you know, I feel like people who sell courses, they get a bad rap. 
Yeah. But for me, I think courses are invaluable. Yeah. It gives you the step by step, do this, do this, do this one by one. And it's so much easier to get to your goal or whatever you want to do when you have a course. It's a, there's no thinking. It's just do this step and yeah. do this. But then again, one there's, by one. there's again, there's a lot of people that lie about the results. And this, sure. this, this, this is the reason why we have a bad rep, right? And I'm sure like in the dropshipping e-commerce space, there's so many 100%, that, that 100%. I mean, they Photoshop their numbers, right? And sometimes it looks super fake, uh, like forced testimonials, like all this stuff. And, you know, it, it just sucks because, you know, this industry, it should be booming, but in a legitimate way. And there's just that small bunch that's ruining it for the rest of us. It sucks, man. And, but just going back to your other point, like if someone is, tr- if you're trying to, succeed you're trying to get to entrepreneurship just invest in a damn course or mentorship people are always complaining about how much money it costs but think about it this is literally someone's business handed on a silver platter to you right why waste all that time and money and resources and energy trying to make those mistakes yourself when you can just literally model someone who's already successful at it and maybe you can add on to that but like that's just my one um piece of advice like i forgot what my first course was it was like an agency course i didn't have any money i had 14 dollars, i think less because this was after korea so i just opened up zero percent apr cards and just paid off like a minimum of 25 dollars a month because i was like i this is going to succeed if i don't succeed i'm dead broke right so what was your first course it was a it was an agency course okay yeah so learning uh basically what i do but at a much higher level yeah, I've also invested into like a Ty Lopez course at one point. Dude, Ty Lopez is crushing it. You know, yeah. honestly, Ty Lopez gets a bad rap, but honestly, I think Ty Lopez is a boss. You talk to anyone, you tell anyone, you try to replicate what Ty Lopez has done. Yeah. No one, you you can't do it. Yeah, like the at the scale that he's done and just, you know, for, for you and I, like we can kind of see at a higher level and seeing that. Yes, exactly. Pizza. Yeah. I respect his hustle, dude, what he's done, like social media marketing, all that kind of thing, building a huge community. Dude, yeah. Ty Lopez is a boss, dude. He yeah. is a marketing boss. Yeah. Do you see, I'm trying to match his bookshelf ad. So I'm oh, I like it. it. I'm, on, I'm all about books. I'm all about books. You've seen the ad, right? Like this is my Lamborghini, but this yes. is like my, my bookshelf instead. <laughs> yes. So... I went to the Traffic and Conversion Summit in San Diego maybe like two years ago. And Ty Lopez, he was speaking and he was like talking about that video. And just like he was talking about like the psychology of that video and like his like strategy. It's he's he's a marketing genius. Yeah, for sure. Like don't look at at like what they're saying. Look at how they're doing it and what they're doing. Um, Yeah. So I, I think my first course was an affiliate marketing course. Uh-huh. No, actually, I know it was an affiliate marketing course. And the cost of the course was $2,000. And I remember at the time, dude, like 2000 bucks was a lot. Yeah. But there was one thing that kind of put me over the edge to buy it. And in, instead of thinking about the cost, not thinking about $2,000, but thinking about the value Mm -hmm. like if i take this course and if it's successful how Mm -hmm. much money can i make yeah you know so it could be way over two thousand dollars and honestly that affiliate marketing course taught me about seo internet marketing and i ended up not doing affiliate market i did i tried affiliate marketing i failed and but then I transitioned into e-commerce like that was my gateway into like a different online business and now that's that's my living. Yeah. 
e-commerce. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you just need that one little nugget, right? Not even an actionable step, but sometimes it just gives you that, like that idea to go ahead and do something else. And that is usually what happens when you invest. Yeah. In something. yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to be prepared for that opportunity, you know, and I yeah. feel like that affiliate marketing course was my preparation for like the next step. And then it snowballed after that. Yeah. So I love I how you, like that was huge. Yeah. I love how you're thinking. Cause a lot of people don't think like that. Right. A lot of people, I feel like they think of this upfront cost rather than a long-term investment. And I yeah. think that's a mentality. I still, I still think that like that too, but I really try to fight against that mentality. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of times I feel like that. I'm like, damn, like $2,000, $5,000. <laughs> But I, yeah, I really, I really try to think about value. Like if this works, yeah. what can I get? Not only that, also for like marketing agencies, you know, they have their fee, their monthly fee. And I'm like, damn, like, do I want to pay $2,000 a month for this guy? But not thinking about $2,000, the cost thinking about value. If I, yeah. if I work with them, how much more can I get? Yeah. Perfect. Um, case in point, I'm in, I'm in the talks of with a, um, like a personal branding YouTube ads agency and their upfront cost is like 12 grand. And I'm just like, you know, just seeing that it's like, Oh shit, that's a lot of money. Right. And so I just know that if with the small investment, they're going to generate multiple times over. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they really need to shift that mentality. Obviously you got to be weary of costs. You don't want to be dropping a lot of money if you don't have the cash flow. But at the end of the day, I think most a lot of people should kind of shift that mentality to start thinking of that long-term investment and how much they're going to get out of that investment instead of just how much they're losing off the front end. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And there's also one also there's one other thing that I want to add is that I've also taken like courses where like people have given me like their password and I feel like I don't try as hard yeah. when I get it for free. So I feel like paying for it it makes you like hustle your ass off. You're like, dude, I paid $2,000 for this. I need to freaking work my ass off to make this happen. But when I get it free, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just do it tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, 100%. I have a lot of those too. And I've, I've barely like watched one video. And the thing is, I only invest into courses or masterminds or programs that have some sort of community behind it, whether it's like- Oh, a, well, yeah, I love that. I love yes. that. So either like a group chat with everybody that's in there or some sort of Facebook group or Slack group, accountability group, whatever it is. Because the main point of me investing to a program is to be not only learn the skill set, but to be surrounded by people who are doing exactly what I'm doing, right? And so that a lot of the times when people give me passwords or like a torrented version of a program, there's there's no group or community behind it, which is like the main reason why I invest into one in the first place. And I just think um, for anyone that's listening to this, try to find programs where there's a group or a community behind it and where like the, um, the, the program creator is still around and it's not just like a ghost town. Community is so incredibly important. I think that's 100% true. Okay, so you have your agency now, but let's say that you're starting from zero. Like what would you do? I would start the agency again. I just don't see the, so I don't call it like lead generation. I call it customer acquisition. So I don't see the customer acquisition skill set dying anytime soon. Every business in the world, whether it's an e-commerce business or a local business has the need for more customers, for more sales. And it's just a skill set that's just going to get more and more valuable. And so I would just start from ground zero, um, bootstrap the same way that we did. Like, again, we never spent a single dollar in advertising. It was just sending out cold emails, cold calls, going to, in um, in person events and just grinding it out to get the first few clients, and from there it's just a snowball effect of getting more and more referrals. 
And so and if I were to lose all that, I just started over again in a very What strict. kind of in-person events were you going to? Uh, I went to a BNI. I went to stuff on, you know, BNI? No. Small business organization chapters. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like a, like a fraternity, but like they have yeah. different business chapters. Got it. Yeah. And there's those, a bunch of those in every city. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was stuff on like Eventbrite, stuff on meetup.com, just different so, meetups. You know, I feel like that's where like the old people go who have like businesses, like that's where they go and like they don't know anything about digital marketing or anything like that. And so yeah. you go there like you're, you're a young dude. And you just like talk about digital marketing and they're like, wow, you are an authority. Yeah. Like you literally can go there and talk like dead, simple Facebook ads, stuff that you can read for free on face business.facebook.com. And then you go there, they're like, oh my God, like you are a genius. How do I pay you money? So <laughs> for anyone that's looking for clients, go to in-person events and just face-to-face interaction goes a long way, right? Like these business owners, they get pitched by digital marketers all the time. So any chance that you have to just go shake their hand, introduce yourselves and talk to them, it goes a super, super long way. Bro, face-to-face interaction, that's a superpower for sure. Just Um, getting to know someone and then becoming friendly with someone that then they're way, way more likely to do business with you. 100%. Completely agree. (laughs) Okay. So you said that you have a bunch of books over there. What are some of your favorite books? Um, Dude, Oldie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Have you a classic book? Yeah. Course, uh, yeah. W- w- dude, so one thing I've also been, uh, or, you know, the five second rule by Mel Robbins. I know it. I want to read it. My, I just had a, another podcast a few days ago and we talked about the five second rule. Dude, that, so growing up, I've always had a lot of anxiety. This would have not have been possible two, three years ago. I would have given you every excuse in the book to not show up. Right? <laughs> like, I couldn't go on sales calls. I couldn't talk to people. Um, I couldn't do Facebook lives. I was just so afraid to put myself out there. And so that was that's something that I've been working on for the past two, three years of my life. And so this book, I'm sure you know, the five second rule is that anytime you have this thought in your head that you should do something, you have five seconds to knock that sucker out, right? Because the longer that you think about it, the more negative thoughts start pouring in and the more ridiculous outcomes you'll start imagining in your head. So like, I, that, I, I, don't, I don't want it to sound corny, but that book has changed my life, man. And I literally have a, what do you no, call that, it? That book has so many Amazon reviews. Yeah, so I have the five, four, three, two, one. I literally have a, a screenshot of the book on my phone right now. So oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So every time there's a sales call, I have a, I have a meeting, I have a, like anything it is. I, I want to compliment someone in line at Starbucks. Just anytime I have this thought in my head that I should go ahead and do something, because if you have this thought in your head, that means you probably should do it, right? Like your body's trying to, your mind's trying to tell you something. And so just kind of living my life on this five second rule on a daily basis, it's been a game changer. And that has been single-handedly my favorite book of all time. Like I, I've introduced to some people, they're like, what is this raw, raw shit, right? But for the ones- I love this stuff, bro. You got to post that in our Facebook group. Yeah, it's, it helps a lot. And I don't mean to bring culture into this, but I know a lot of Asian people are very like sheltered. They're very conservative. They don't like to put themselves out there. And so I've introduced this to a lot of my friends. They've read it like, holy shit, this is amazing. Um, yeah, five second rule by Mel Robbins. I, I'm trying to meet her in person soon, man. Just like thank her for changing my life. Wow. Wow, that is a stunning endorsement for the book. No, I've heard so much about this book and I know of the role, but I feel like once you read the book, you read the psychology of it, yeah. you ingrain that into your brain. So I feel yeah. that's why I th- that's why I think reading is a superpower. You can he- like hear like someone like talking about, oh, hey, you should do this. You should count down five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. But you're not going to process that. Yeah. You know? But like you read the book. 
uh-huh. you read like these like psychology books and it's just like, oh, okay, yeah. that's why. And then you ingrain that into your brain and then you make it happen. Absolutely. And it's not just the things that you're afraid of and should be doing. It's the small things like I have bad, it's to really overcome bad habits too, right? For example, snoozing or not going that extra rep in the gym. So right when I wake up, all right, five, four, three, two, one, get my ass out of bed. Oh, I don't want to do this rep. Five, four, three, two, one, do it, right? So just the small things that it helps you live a more productive and more efficient life too. It's not just facing your fears, but also, um, you know, just living a much better life and just pushing yourself past those limits on a daily basis. Bro, pushing yourself past your comfort zone. 100%. So, so important, dude. Yeah. Even small things, right? Like pulling the trigger on a course. Oh, it's a lot of money. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's do it. Now, value. change your life. Think about value. <laughs> Don't think about cost. Think about value. I'm a, like I said before, I'm huge into courses. I have so many courses, just yeah. about everything that I want to learn, like Facebook marketing, content marketing, e-commerce. I have multiple e-commerce courses, you know, just to see like, oh, is this person like teaching something different, you know? So I'm super into that because if you think about it, like college is really expensive, you mm-hmm. know, like you spent so much money to go to college and I don't really remember anything from there 100 percent. guess what my um concentration in college was so my my um my major was business but guess what my concentration was i don't know what was it <laughs> it was entrepreneurship oh yeah okay which is dumb right you can't really yeah. teach entrepreneurship no i i remember i took an entrepreneurship course but i don't remember what i learned there i don't remember what i learned yeah it was i mean it's same textbook stuff, right? And I think if you want to be successful in business with entrepreneurship, you need real life experience and you need the experience of failure. You need to go through the flow, face all these challenges and obstacles and figure out what you did wrong and fail forward. And that's honestly something that college didn't teach me. Um, Maybe you and I have the same mindset about college, but first of all, I'm really grateful for it because kind of back to the start of my first job, my professor actually got me the, the job because he was an investor in the company. So I'm super, super grateful for the experiences in college, but um, I really had to take it upon myself to do outside learning and to try to find what I wanted to do in life and then invest into that and figure out that career path on my own. Um, Just because of, you know, what they teach you, especially in business, it's just so outdated. I remember in my marketing classes, they were talking about like the four P's, you know, like the product price promotion. And then it was like, um, I think in one course, it was like, oh, don't spend too much money on um, social media ads because radio gets wider reach. I'm like, this is bullshit, right? (laughs) You know, so um, yeah, super grateful for college. But if you guys want to um, obviously succeed with entrepreneurship, you guys have to go out there and, you know, have that experience and you will fail. So, um, yeah, you got to take that action. 100%. Bro, I think this is a great conversation, man. Dude, I love this. We should definitely do this again. Oh, one thing where can people find out more about you? Sure. Um, you can, yes. So, we talked about multiple things. We talked about my, my program, we talked about my, my Facebook group. You can just go to my main website, danny2tran.com, D A N N Y T U T R A N.com. It should have everything that I do on there. So there's a section that says some of my latest ventures. So there you can see my e-commerce brand. You can see my uh, coaching program. You can see my digital um, entrepreneur community group. And they should have all the links on there for you guys to check out. I love it, dude. Danny, this has been an excellent conversation. I love it, man. When are we going to do this again? (laughs) Dude, we'll we'll do it soon. Uh, Las Vegas. You tell me when that Las Vegas thing is and I'll fly out there. 
Dude, we should get you on as a speaker. That'd be awesome. I'm scared. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. You got to do it, man. (laughs) Have you done any like speaking engagement? No, 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 no. This is, like I said before, like this is kind of thing, like putting myself out there, putting out content. Like I've never done that kind of thing before. Yeah, dude, you should definitely start. So I, speaking engagement scared the shit out of me. So I was like, okay, how do I? No, I'm all about pushing myself out of the comfort zone. So maybe I need to do something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how do I face this fear without making a fool out of myself? So I started reaching out to some of my friends who are teachers and asked to speak during career day. So I started with like very young people who don't really know what anything is or really understand and just started slowly building my way up. So that was like kind of in the pipeline. That was earlier this year. So slowly trying to get over my fear of public speaking, man. We can uh, attack. I love it. (laughs) I love it, dude. Yo, I'm so glad that we had a chance to connect, man. Thank you so much. Yo, what's up, guys? Okay, so that was my interview with Danny. What do you guys think? If you guys liked it, please share, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. I would love you. That would be awesome. And just on a last note, like I said before, what I love about Danny is that he just jumps in even when he doesn't know what to do. And I feel like even for myself, I've had the most success in my life by just getting outside of my comfort zone, making a decision, and just going with it. And who knows where that decision will take you. It'll take you to the next step and then to the next step and so on. And I I love that about Danny. And I feel like even for myself, that's where I've had the most success, the most growth. I had no idea about e-commerce, but I jumped into learning about affiliate marketing. And then that took me to a different route. And then that took me to a different route. I think that's just the key to life. I mean, what do I know? I'm still 30, but I feel like that is a really, really important thing. Just jump in and see where it takes you. Okay, guys, that was awesome. So I'll see you guys next week.